Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. There's nothing more aggravating than losing something you know will be important later. From cell phones to car keys, we've all done it. But for this group of folks, what was lost may be a lot more important than either of those two things put together for the rest of us. Because they lost an AR-15 rifle. Right now they don't know what happened, but say the rifle is definitely lost, and they definitely promised to figure out the how of the missing gun. And oh, in case you're wondering, they have all the paperwork from when the gun was purchased and the serial number and can definitely prove it's theirs once located. You do make an extra special effort to keep track of that kind of stuff when you're the New York State Police. (laughs) That would have to be really embarrassing, Cliff. Uh, Totally embarrassing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to March the 22nd. Today is National Goof-Off Day. Oh, really? Yes. It's a day, I looked it up, a day to relax and do absolutely nothing important. But as, you know, a radio DJ, we just call it Monday. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh, my. So we'll be relaxing and doing nothing this morning from now until 10. The Morning Road Show thought of the day is pretty simple. We've all been okay. there. The right. journey of a thousand miles mm-hmm. begins with ignoring the check engine light on your vehicle. <laughs> my journey started at 1.15 Friday afternoon, Cliff, when I started my car to leave Country 98.1, and there it was. Really? Bing! And now yeah. the competition begins. Who can wait out the other? <laughs> because eventually, yeah. the light may just go off on its own. It might. If I drive it long enough. If mm-hmm. not, and yeah. the light wins, it's electric tape, Cliff. That's my solution. <laughs> Some of that black tape, just cover that dude up. Cover it up, and if I don't know about it, it won't hurt me. <laughs> you know, Cliff, I get to thinking about it. What's the worst that could possibly happen with a check engine light on? Well, I mean, what's the um, worst possible scenario? <laughs> the worst thing. The Well... You you remember that white car that you had prior to this one? Yes. Yes, I do. You remember the uh, fateful trip south on US-41 that you made in that vehicle? When it made a rooster tail of white stream like you were a hydroplane boat on the river? I do. I remember that well. That's the worst case scenario. (laughs) You could have humored me a little bit, Cliff, and said, really, there's nothing that's going to happen. This isn't this this vehicle that you drive now doesn't not have the same engine as that car did. Pretty well, yes, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let me just remind you, that's the worst case scenario. All right. Well, thanks for that uplifting news you're, on you're Monday morning. You're very welcome. Yeah. You ask. We did look like a very promising beginning for this startup company in Silicon Valley when Zach Apte and Jessica Richmond founded UBiome in 2012. They promised to revolutionize the world of medicine and more specifically, medical testing. And eventually, their company did receive accreditation from the College of American Pathologists. Their plan also had at one time the blessing of the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast! Their original marketing model offered test kits for less than $100 to people with intestinal issues. Those folks would buy the test box and then send in a poop sample, which would be tested for signs of a variety of ailments. 
The company hoped to cash in on the trendy focus on gut health, and later they expanded their marketing to doctors, hoping the doctor would order testing for their patients and Ubiome could cash in on insurance payments for in-office poop testing. Unfortunately for Apti and Richmond, there was just one problem. Okay, there were actually about 15. Even though they were accredited, they never had the testing process certified, and without that, many insurance companies balked at paying. That may have been something they also forgot to tell their investors. In other words, said in other words, the feds said their business practices didn't pass the smell test. Ubiome shut down when it hit the fan last year, and the two founders are now charged with insurance and investment fraud. And yes, they are definitely in deep doo-doo now. Didn't pass the smell test, huh, Cliff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did they lose their accreditation with the just-in-time-for-breakfast folks, too? <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, now that spring is officially here, I yep. have started my annual all-Cadbury diet. Now, <laughs> I'm not a fool, okay. Cliff. I'm not a fool. I know it's yeah. not healthy to eat Cadbury eggs exclusively during the yes. springtime. So I do sprinkle in occasionally, as a treat, a few jelly beans. But other than that, I'm pretty well a Cadbury kind of guy. I love those things. How about you? Yes, without a doubt. Also, the uh, Reese's peanut butter. Oh, the eggs? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I try to stay away from them for health reasons, Cliff. But uh, Health? Really? Yeah. yeah. Are they, you think they're unhealthy in some way? Well, I think they might be a touch. You know, it might be a touch. What was your first hint? Well, that you know, forty pounds of chocolate probably doesn't oh. help any. And and so the the Cadbury cream eggs are way more healthy than those. I feel they are for me. Now I will admit, Cliff, you get a gigantic yeah. burst of energy, especially yeah. when you mix in some jelly beans with those things because of the sugar. Followed by a little bit of a downput in your in- yes. output. Yes, but after yeah. that, you just eat some more, and man, it's back going again. I'm yep. sure a lot of our wonderful 11 listeners saw this over the weekend, Cliff. Perhaps you did, too. What's that? Friday afternoon, the 25-year-old guy that uh, was at the San Diego Zoo and thought, you know, oh. it's a good idea to get in here with the elephants in their habitat. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yes, and uh, <laughs> brought his two-year-old daughter with him. Yeah, uh-huh. And once they got inside the elephant habitat, elephants being the, the way they are, they don't like to share, one of them roared at him and his daughter and charged <laughs> yeah. after them. Now, yep. the guy, he ducks out of there through a gate mm-hmm. and dropped his toddler in the process on the ground <laughs> in the habitat. <laughs> now, to his credit, yeah, he did go back and grab his daughter after the elephant got pretty close to her, and everybody is safe and all of that, and he's got a bunch yeah. of charges against him and all of that yeah. for being stupid. Felony charges. Yes. Yeah. You see, this is how, though, you yeah. go all in on bad parenting right here. This is all in, Cliff. This is You're not leaving nothing to chance. This is not just a halfway no, in. There's, there's no question. No. This is not halfway in there. You go the full... Well, that's not the right word to use. I was yeah, getting ready to say Monty. that. Full Monty. I know. I well, know. You went the full Monty. I, on w- bad I was. I thought I wasn't going to say that, and then you said that. No, <laughs> that doesn't apply with this, Cliff. Well, <laughs> when you're being tracked down by a charging elephant, anything applies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> An awful lot of physical exertion for me over the weekend, Cliff, and Uh-oh. I also took a couple of online tests in my downtime. <laughs> 
Were these two related in some way? No, not actually. Oh, okay. No, the um, physical exertion part was I overdid it on Saturday. I was uh, helping yeah. some folks prepare a baseball field, and man, I haven't worked like that in my entire lifetime. I'll just say you that right now. <laughs> because you've generally avoided that type of exertion. I have. <laughs> and by Sunday morning, Cliff, yeah. I only had enough strength to mm-hmm. spread peanut butter on my bread if it was the smooth kind. I couldn't spread the chunky. I just couldn't get it to go across the <laughs> bread. I overdid it way, way too much. Cliff, you ever been that wore out in your life that you couldn't spread the chunky? I've never I've never been so sore and tired that I couldn't spread the chunky. I'm still sore and tired this morning. I can barely stay awake. I don't I don't have a I don't have a muscle that's not hurting this morning. No, you don't. <laughs> now my test I took, Cliff. I was going to say, what about this test business? Well, I, one of the tests I took was I saw yeah. a report that yeah. 40% of Americans can't pass the standard citizenship test. I'm not surprised there. I was <laughs> surprised, and so I thought, yeah. I'll put my brain on this matter and see what happens. And according to my test results, yeah, apparently... Mm-hmm. Betsy Ross was not one of the Supremes, much to my surprise. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I thought there was a Ross in the Supremes, and evidently, from the yeah, test that scores... Was, that, that was Diana Ross. Ah, Diana Ross. That You're exactly right, Cliff. Well, I'm not very good with songs and who sings them and stuff like that. That's kind really? of a trick question. And you made a career as a radio DJ. <laughs> you, you, you see how well it's went, haven't you? <laughs> oh, okay, uh, yeah. yeah. Go to point there. All right. <laughs> We had a year ago, as the nation entered what would prove to be an indeterminate period of quarantine, many of us were left shocked by what was going on all around us. Some of us wondered if we'd be next. Essential workers, well, still had jobs to do. There were also those who lost their incomes and were left wondering how they'd pay their bills and put food on the table. And then there were an intrepid few who determined to document day-to-day life in lockdown and to profit from it, like 36-year-old Alex Ramirez Mills. It began as a joke for the New York City filmmaker and four of his friends, each isolated in their own apartment. And with expensive recording equipment at hand, Ramirez Mills began recording himself, and each day of the lockdown would email the MP3 to his friend. Oh, oh, wait, wait. I left a word out. That should read, began recording himself farting. Soon, dude was getting farts from his friends as well. Eventually, so many that he could basically identify members of his friend group by the sound of their farts alone. And now, a year later, the group of farting friends have decided to offer those recordings for sale. As you can now buy limited edition individual fart MP3s or own the master collection, A Year of Farts, 50 Minutes of Fart Sounds. Many of them posted online where you can also listen for free. And for those of you who don't think this is true, I can assure you it is. Darn tootin'. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had a copy of it, Cliff, is what I thought you were going to say. That's how I, I did could... listen to some of the online recordings this morning. Should I email you the uh, link? No, no. <laughs> and I never want a friend that I can distinguish that's my friend by that sound. I don't I don't want to be that close to any of them. That's my friend by the sound of their fart. I don't want to be that close to any of them ever. Something I read this morning, Cliff, that I I guess it's true, but I have a hard time believing this to be true. What's that? According to Spotify. 
Yeah. 870 artists made $1 million or more in royalties from their service in the year 2020. From Spotify. From Spotify. 870. I didn't realize there were 870 artists worth listening to, to be honest with you. That seems like a large number, don't you think? That's well, huge. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> you know, and, and you hear um, you hear artists complain about no one makes money from Spotify. Exactly. And that's why they want to tour so they can make the money. That, that, that Spotify, you know, because basically we as a radio station pay royalties to play songs and all of the radio stations all over the country contribute basically an enormous amount of money for the, the rights to play the songs. And, th- and they say that Spotify pays hardly anything for the royalties to play songs. But yet now they say <laughs> they distributed $870 million or more to artists. Somebody, hmm. I don't know which side of it is, yeah, but somebody's nose is growing as we're talking right now, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cliff, we don't do this very often, but um, sometimes things yeah. happen on our Facebook page that, uh, well, they deserve a special mention. And this response <laughs> this morning kind of brought a little tear to my eye. Uh-oh, what happened? Our question is, what did yeah. you binge eat over the weekend? Okay. And Alan responded, ice cream sandwiches. Which happens to be a favorite of mine, Cliff. Yeah. And Alan ate, by his counting, seven or eight at a sitting. And I'm kind of (laughs) a little choked up about that. That's impressive, Cliff. (laughs) Seven or eight ice cream sandwiches. That's, um, yeah. I can hammer them. I don't know if I can get seven or eight of them down. I can get a good five down. How about you? (laughs) I try to limit to one. You know what I'm saying? How do you do that? And why do you do that? Do you not like the ice cream sandwich? Oh, no, I love me a good ice cream sandwich. I try to just, you know, go in moderation. You know, Cliff, seven or eight. you'll never get to seven or eight if you do the moderation thing. You'll <laughs> never get there. Well, earlier, Cliff, we had the story about yeah. um, Spotify and paying all of these artists over a million dollars a piece. And yeah. we kind of thought it was a little Pinocchio going on there with the nose. Someone. Someone has got it going yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, I saw a story... Speaking of noses, a woman in Miami, Florida, was pretending to be a plastic surgeon. (laughs) And she botched a bunch of nose jobs. Yeah. And when police finally came to arrest this woman, she was in mid-procedure of doing a nose job on some guy. Imagine being that guy, Cliff. You're laying there. Yeah. And I don't know if they knock you out to do that or not. Yeah. But let's assume they do. Yes. And you wake up, mm-hmm. and police are everywhere. She's gone, and you're there with a half-done nose. <laughs> and the police are saying, like if it was you, Cliff, yeah. Yeah. you can't fix your nose until we go to trial because we have to have your nose as evidence. Of how yeah, ba- we're, yes. We're keeping your nose as evidence. Yes. So, <laughs> this man originally, Cliff, was from Florida where he got in trouble yeah. doing this, and he moved to New York and in trouble once again. Okay. He's been arrested for about the third time for uh, having live sharks in his swimming pool at his house. <laughs> and then he sells them online to folks. Okay. Now, I'm not a big 
you know, backyard pool party kind of guy myself. Yeah. But if you want to make one interesting, Cliff, a pool party at your house, mm-hmm. you throw in some live sharks, and it's like, okay, everybody, get in the water. That's an interesting yeah. pool party. <laughs> Without a doubt. And it won't be very long either, so you don't have company for a long period of time. <laughs> Earlier this morning, Cliff, I mentioned not only did I overexert myself this weekend. (laughs) Yes. Horribly overexerted myself, still paying for that from Saturday. Mm. Yeah. I also took a couple of tests. Yeah. Now, the first test I did was to Mm -hmm. see if I could actually become an American citizen without being born one. (laughs) Right. And I failed miserably because apparently Betsy Mm -hmm. Ross is not a part of the Supremes, as I assumed. No, no, that's... That's Diana Ross. Yeah. yeah. I got to remember that. And yeah. the second test I did, Cliff, I had taken yes. before to see if uh-huh. anything had changed. And okay. this was one of those employment aptitude tests. Seeing, you know, no. you take okay. it and you think the skills that you've put down and the answers you've made, are you in the right field of work? <laughs> okay. And for the second time now, Cliff, my test yeah. results show I should be unemployed. And I'm wondering if I could go to the employment agency with my results, Cliff, and get paid to be unemployed. I don't think that's how that works. Because you guys said that was what my yeah. my field of expertise is. <laughs> Unemployment. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't it work that way, Cliff? I don't think it works that way. Even yep. though I took their test? Yes. Well, they shouldn't have that category in there. They should come up with something <laughs> no, for me. Sh- because you would think there would be something out there for you. I would think so, too. Cliff, I uh, mentioned my test for uh, what I should be employed doing and all of that good stuff. And that brought this response from one of our uh, <laughs> wonderful listeners. This okay. Is, this is truthful but hurtful. This yeah. man, my friend. Uh, we you were talking about the old uh, test there that said you should be unemployed. Hey, you work for a nonprofit organization there at the radio <laughs> station. Check your bank statement. Uh, you are unemployed. He's got a point there, Cliff. (laughs) Actually, he's got two points. He's got two points there, yes, yes, yes. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Now, Cliff, I don't think that I'm uh, very odd when it comes to my fears of things. I'm like most people. I fear bears, snakes, hyenas, Mm -hmm. water, and balloon animals. I can be in the same room with balloon animals. I don't like to touch them. I think that's probably a bit excessive. Well, I'm just saying. The rest are on point. I would say that's fairly common. I can be in the same room with them. Just okay. don't touch them. But this phobia here, I had never heard of mm-hmm. until today. And this okay. is the reason, Cliff, you will never see Billy Bob Thornton in a movie that is set before the year 1950. If he is in that movie, they're going to have to make some accommodations for him and keep it all outside. Billy Bob Thornton has the phobia of antiques. Antiques. And he refuses to stay in any room that has furniture that's older than the year 1950. Okay. And that's called a fibophobia. Now, I know it sounds like I made that up. But it's really it called like you're fibbing. Yes, yeah, it's a fib. It, you no, said a fib. No, I didn't. I said a fibophobia. Oh, and okay. that's what Billy Thornton has. <laughs> All of that you can take to the bank. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. 
We're keeping your nose as evidence. Number two, identify my friends by the sound of their farts. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, Betsy Ross was not one of the Supremes. And I noticed, Cliff, going back to number two, <laughs> yeah, that one of our wonderful <laughs> texting friends yeah. actually wanted the link, link that they could go to to That's see right. that video. He wanted to hear the sounds of the farts. Of strangers. Strangers he doesn't no, know. Not, not like, you know, his friends standing around the pool table. No, he wanted to hear the farts of strangers. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.